I'm an unworthy person to follow all these brilliant women that you've heard from. <laughs> so sorry for that part. Uh, to uh, close, I'm actually going to bring us to Isaiah 55, verses 1 and 2. <clears throat> because I thought there would be no better way to kind of capture all of Isaiah than to put this invitation to salvation uh, before you as a sometimes when you try to summarize 66 chapters it ends up kind of gobbledygook you know so I don't want it to do that so I'm just going to try to set forth some of the riches in these two verses 55 1 and 2 and see this as kind of a you know, gathering up all of Isaiah, you know, as it just expresses so beautifully in so many ways the salvation of God. Come, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters, and he who has no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread and your labor for that which does not satisfy? Listen diligently to me and eat what is good and delight yourselves in rich food. Let's pray. Lord, bless us by your Holy Spirit that we would see the beauty, the glory of your salvation, the feast that is thrown open to us. And may we, Lord, be those who are ever at the feast, ever enjoying the riches of your salvation for all of our days. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, it's interesting, the only mail a child gets is usually good mail, right? Not our kind of mail, like a bill or a tax notice or a free trip to, um, a free trip to the county line cruise line, um, county fair cruise line, I mean. <laughs> uh, but one of the favorite things for any of us or our children to receive is an invitation to a party, Right. Uh, it was always fun at our uh, place. Uh, John and Mary have invited you to their party. It's a swimming party. It's a spend-the-night party. It was, in our day, a putt-putt go-kart uh, party or a buried treasure party or a ballerina party or a Star Wars party. And we like invitations, too, like if, if you have the right thing to wear, right? That's always a, an issue. But <clears throat> the invitation to an exquisite uh, dinner and dance at a beautiful ballroom or a progressive supper uh, with shelf-prepared meals at each exquisite home. Now we're getting kind of close to this invitation in Isaiah 55. And first, we're going to see it's a banquet for free, a banquet for free. The banqueting table is set up. The food and drink are on the table. Everything you could want to eat or drink is here in abundance And you don't have to buy a ticket. You don't even have to make a donation uh, to be here. You don't have to pay for a table. You don't have to pay for a seat at a table. There's no money that you can offer that will get you any of this. In fact, if you try to pay for it, it won't be given to you. It's free. It must be free. And you must know that it's free and acknowledge that it's free and that you have nothing that you can bring. Nothing in life is free, but nothing could be further from the truth here, because this is free. If you approach it with the idea that you could earn it or you could pay for it, then, or some way deserve it, you will never 
have it. And that's because this banquet for free is basically a banquet of salvation. It's a banquet of salvation. The banquet of God's favor and his acceptance. The banquet of God's embrace. It's the banquet of God's kindness and goodness that is poured into your life forever. How could you get into that banquet unless it was free? It's a banquet for free. It's a banquet of salvation. It's a banquet for the helpless, right? It's a banquet for the helpless. But when he says money here to spend your, uh, to buy it without money and without price, we mean without your own righteousness. You can't bring your accomplishments to be accepted into this banquet of God's favor. You don't need your own accomplishments to get into this banquet of God's acceptance. The invitation is not to the qualified. It's not to those who's earned it. It's not to those who have the best resume. It's for the lost and broken and helpless. Having no money means that you are spiritually homeless You're spiritually poverty-stricken. You have nothing that you can bring to this banquet. And you have to recognize it. And you have to welcome how this banquet is free. It's free. Israel later in Isaiah 64 had to admit that her righteous deeds were like a polluted garment. Better not bring a polluted garment as your money to get in. That's all we have, and we must recognize it. And this can hit you in two uh, different ways, one or two different ways. It can be an offense because you really don't want to take your place among the spiritually homeless, helpless humanity. You don't think you deserve to be grouped with them. You've got good reasons why God could, should accept you and favor you. If the banqueting table is only offered to those who have no money, then you could be thinking, this banquet's not for me. I've got some things I can bring to the table. I've got some earnings. But it can hit you another way. By God's grace, you've come to see some of your sin, and you don't just see outward actions. You've begun to see and face your very motives, your secret desires. You've seen your words in a new light, your words to your children or a spouse or friend, your words about your friend. You've seen how little God can mean to you in a given circumstance, You've seen how you can ignore him or refuse him. You've seen how difficult it can be to pray or read the word or worship with any kind of passion or joy. You've, just, you've seen your heart. You know how much poverty is there. You know how empty it can be. And you're thinking, you mean in spite of all I have done and said and thought from my childhood until now, God is throwing out the door of salvation to me, to me, as I am, no holds barred, no matter the extent of what my sin has been, no matter that all I bring are disqualifications to get in, and yet you somehow make me qualified, yes, without money, without price. So it's a banquet for free. It's a banquet of salvation. It's a banquet for the helpless and homeless. It's a banquet also of urgency. Now, in our translation, this first word, come, is not really the right translation. Sorry, ESV. Um, But New American Standard and others have 
a word, uh, I think New American Standard says ho, H-O. That's not really a good word uh, for us to be using there, but um, it's, it's actually a word that's usually part of a funeral lament or a judgment. And so it, it's interjected as a kind of word of rhetoric or emphasis, to, like we might say, oh, or ah, like that. That's usually how the word's used. And here, uh, one translation, I think, does a really good job because it's positive, but there's still a sense of sadness in it. And so they translate it, hey, right? Hey! But the, the, the note of sadness or the note of, of uh, concern is watching people who are spending their money for that which is not bread, you see. Or, or watching people hold back and maybe refusing the, 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 the feast. And he's, hey, hey, hey. Like you'd be trying to stop someone who's going over a bridge that's out. Hey, hey, come, come. So it's a banquet of urgency. Urgency. Don't miss this banquet. Don't lose your life. Don't, uh, don't, don't lose this. Come to the banquet. And now, and look, this is a free one. You have to write a new word. Back to a banquet for free. Okay, so uh, around Robin here. Because I want to come back after we've seen it. It's about salvation. It's about helplessness. So that uh, here, if you say that I'm going to pay for it, you really, in effect, are saying, I can bring my own food to the table. Thank you very much. You know? Because it's a, it's a table of salvation. That's what it is. And for you to say, I, it's not going to be free. I'm going to bring my own. Your own what, darling? Your own salvation? Your own food to the table? You're going to set it with your food? You're going to say, your food's not appropriate. Your food's not enough. It's not adequate. I have to bring something to this table. He saves us. We don't in any way save ourselves. I don't in any way need to replace or augment what he does. It's full and rich and perfect. Therefore, it's free. It's a gift. I must come without money. The only ticket you have is marked helpless. The only stamp that shows under the blue light, helpless, helpless. That's what gets you in. I love that phrase. All you need, all he requires is to feel your need of him. That great line. All he requires is you feel your need of him. And that him is based on this passage Come, uh, ye who have no money, come, ye who have nothing. Come, buy, and eat without money, without cost. Only when you realize you have nothing will you even want what's on the table. Because he says, he who, he who is uh, thirsty, come to the waters, right? It speaks of the need, the emptiness, the brokenness, the barrenness, Three times without money or cost. And then the, the statement of thirsty. So here is a shopping spree. You can get whatever you want, but you won't need any money for it. 
So this banquet uh, that is free, this banquet of salvation and helplessness is urgency, but it's a banquet of certainty. This not this is the chance of a dice, you know, like, I don't know if this is going to work or not. Let's see. It's not a roulette wheel. It's not the fake promise of a good time. The lure of a stuffed bear, if you knock all the bottles down, the possibility of picking up the right rubber duck at the right number at the county fair, it's not a chance. This is a real promise of real life that will never be taken away from you. It will never be diminished. The feast is there. It's sitting there. The door is open. It's yours. Have it. Have it. It's free. It's free. It's certain. And then it's a banquet of abundance. A banquet of abundance. Here he's thrown open the door of his storehouse. Paul says every blessing in the heavenly places, Ephesians 1.3. What could that mean? Every blessing in the heavenlies. In, of course, the witch, the, uh, the lion, the witch, and the wardrobe, the wardrobe has no back, right? And it takes them into this other land of Narnia. And you could say that God's pantry has no back. His cupboard has endless shelves filled with every good thing imaginable. It's a warehouse stacked with no ceiling, stacked as far as you can see with the finest riches that money can buy. And the sign blinks, come, come, come. Those are the riches of God's salvation. Do you need forgiveness? It's yours to the full, endless shelves of fresh forgiveness provided for you. Now we know by the precious work of Jesus on the cross, however much you need, whenever you need it, come get more, come get more, come get more. It's all yours. (laughs) Do you need comfort and encouragement and hope? The table is full of hope and there's more in the pantry and there's more in the warehouse. All the hope you could need to get through anything that you will ever face in this life, all found in God's great promises climaxing in the resurrection of Christ itself that brings with its endless hope and endless salvation. Do you need change and transformation? Yes, a new life is here, a new creation, liberty from enslavement to sin, resurrection from being dead in sin, God working in you to change your desires, the Holy Spirit taking you as His temple where He will show forth His glory in you, change as a wife or a mother or a friend or sister or daughter. Everything is at the feast for your transformation. Every part that you need. Do you need faith? The Holy Spirit will dwell in you and enable you to believe that God is your Father. He will cry within you, Abba, Father. That's part of the riches. He will enable you to know and believe the love that God has for you. He will enable you to know the promises that God showers you with. And you know, for us, the Lord's Supper is this meal of salvation. What do we eat there? We eat the body and blood of Christ figuratively. He makes himself and all that he's provided for us our feast. That's incredible. That, that's the rich fulfillment that, that blew out beyond what we could have imagined what Isaiah is talking about. That God gives himself on the cross 
and he gives us this meal that pictures feasting on his goodness and kindness and everything that he's won for us by his death forever. I mean, feast is what we do. It's just what we do. It's what we are. Feasters, right? We've been made feasters on the person of Jesus Christ. We have this abundance that Paul describes in Ephesians 3, the gospel as the unsearchable riches of Christ that we feast upon, the warehouse that goes on forever and ever, and it is Jesus and all that he has provided for us. And you remember, of course, and Ryan uh, spoke about this on Easter, the men, and I, I talk about it every time I do a tour because there's a picture of the two disciples at Emmaus, and so I get to talk about Preach to little public school kids, yes, <laughs> about Jesus on the road to Emmaus, because there it is in the picture. Um, but um, but but on on the road, it says that Jesus taught through the whole Old Testament everything about Himself, and their hearts were just burning within them. You know, they were feasting, weren't they? They were feasting on Christ as He scattered throughout the whole of the Old Testament. As our children's book says, every story whispers his name. And when he broke the bread at supper with those two men, at that moment, they first recognized that it was Jesus. Up to that point, they had not seen who it was. At that point in the breaking of the bread, he reveals himself to teach us that when we're at the banqueting table of the gospel proclaimed and the banqueting table of the Lord's Supper itself, Jesus reveals himself to us. We will feast upon him. We will see him. Stay at the table. Enjoy the table of the gospel heard and the gospel seen. And then finally, just briefly, and this really drops back to the urgency of this cry. Uh, Hey, hey, what are you doing? Because in verse 2 it says, Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread and your labor for that which does not satisfy? And he points out here, you could misspend your life. You could pour it down a hole your whole life just, just as though it's nothing like taking money and just burning it, just taking your life and just burning it up. You can do that. You can spend your life for something other than feed. You can keep yourself outside of this feast. You can keep eating whatever else you want to eat to try to satisfy you, to try to get meaning, to try to have hope, to try to have a life. This tragic investment where your whole inheritance, can you imagine, would be just wasted in a week. Bread that does not satisfy. They say if you feed white bread, you know, the worst white bread to rats, they'll die, right? They'll just die. And anything else we have outside the feast is just white bread. It will not nourish us. It will not feed us. It will not uh, give us life. And this brings to mind this tragic uh, statement. You've heard me talk about this before in Jeremiah 2. It's, It's saying the same thing, but it adds an element that I wanted to mention this is in Jeremiah 2. It says, Be appalled, O heavens, at this. Be shocked. Be utterly desolate. So here's God calling on the heavens, you know, kind of like uh, Munch, uh, Munch's uh, 
painting the scream, you know, that girl just like this, and he's, he's wanting the heavens to take on that scream, you know, just be horrified at the utter desolation of this. What is it? For my people have committed two evils, two evils. First, they've forsaken me, the fountain of living waters. Evil number one. Evil number two, they have dug out cisterns that can hold no water. See, evil number one, to abandon me, and then evil number two, to hew out cisterns. So, graphic illustration that some of you have heard before, but uh, suppose you had heard the most, some of the most horrific news that Darwin had abandoned Kay, okay? That Darwin left her. He's abandoned the ministry. He left his wife, Kay. Evil number one. Evil number two, you meet the woman who I left her for. She's been on met for 10 years. Her teeth are missing. Her face is eaten out. You get close to her. You can't stand to smell her. And every word that comes out of her mouth is an obscenity, and you can't even stand to talk to her because she abuses you. And you're, you have a double horror, don't you? It's like, how could you ever leave Kay? You know? And I, I would think, yes, if I ever leave Kay, take me out and shoot me, you know, because <laughs> glorious, wonderful, beautiful Kay Jordan. But then you would be thinking, you left her for her? What? It just multiplies the evil, doesn't it? This is horrible. This is evil. But, but this. And that's the feel, see, of, hey, hey, come to the feast. Come to the feast. Don't give your life to that which will not satisfy. Come and eat. It's free. <laughs> it's free. Come and eat. That which satisfies, that which fills you. Delight yourself in rich food. So, I think uh, as you read everything in Isaiah, all the resplendent promises, just bring them all to this verse, you know, from now on to say, this is your promise, this is your table, this is your feast. Come and eat. Let's pray. Lord, we... Thank you for these precious, precious words from Isaiah. Thank you for the invitation that's thrown wide open to us. Lord, though none of us deserves it, none of us is qualified, we have nothing to bring to the table, but that is fine because everything's already there at the table. Everything we need, everything even to bring us, even as Joseph Hart says in that hymn, Even faith and repentance are part of the gifts of that table. Everything that is needed for salvation, Lord, it is in your hands. All we need do is fall helpless into your gracious hands, come helplessly into the feast, and to begin to eat forgiveness and transformation, new relationships, new freedom. Oh, Lord, bless us that we will enter, and, Lord, we will never leave that we will always see ourselves as those in the favor of God, enjoying the great feast, indeed the unsearchable riches of Christ, from now 
and unto eternity. In his name we pray, amen.